0: Greetings and welcome to the Golf Bank System Podcast 216. This is our 2022 US Open Tips Podcast. Paul Williams and the returning, Barry O'Hanrahan join me. Steve Bamford to discuss this year's third major championship. Good morning, gents. Morning chaps. Morning boys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be away You can visit begambleraware.org for more info. And of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world-famous golf betting system website with our in-depth betting previews, tournament form statistics. Form chart including US Open form combined with current form. We've got a great majors form sheet and our predictive models. All of these features, like this podcast, are completely free of che- charge with no paywall. We are available on Twitter. Paul is at Golf Betting. I'm at Bamford Golf. Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. You can join our Golf Betting System Facebook group. The link is available in the description box. Plus, look out for the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where I present the Golf Betting Show every week. Please subscribe and like the show. It's very close to 2,900 subscribers on the, sh- on the YouTube channel. So head over there. I did a video yesterday going through all of the reasoning behind my five selections this week. Now, you guys, as listeners, power this podcast, so we need your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. Right. Cracking pod, five stars. Look, it's very simple. If you're betting on golf, there is a serious need for expert input. Think, who's in form? Who does the course suit? Who will the weather suit? And that's before you look at any metrics. In my view, these guys offer the best broad insight as you're going to get and keep you right on top of which platforms offer the best value as well. That is from Dollar dollars and he is in the UK. Thank you, Jono. Lovely
2: stuff, Jono. Yeah, I guess that's uh, in a nutshell kind of... Um summarises exactly what we try to achieve on this so all very good
0: how did you enjoy your golfing holiday Barry before we move forward
1: Uh, it was excellent a little bit windy but uh, (laughs) yeah when you're at the very furthest west uh, point of the island or I'm not sure how yeah it's very west you meet the Atlantic and uh, we are getting one of the biggest low pressure systems I've ever seen so, uh, yeah, Friday was the uh, practice range for the Pro-Am. and So Friday and Saturday, the wind was uh, 50 kilometers an hour, gusting 70, 80. Um, so try, <laughs> try, 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 it was a little bit testing, um, trying to keep the ball flight down and not swing hard to keep the spin off it and stop it going up into the air and possibly landing halfway across the country. So it was... It, it was a great week yeah like I mean that that place is one of my favorite in the world going out to karn it uh it's pretty special so yeah drives into the wind going like 170 maybe 180 and downwinds like cruising over 300 it's uh it's, it's, it's fun all right but yeah it beats it beats you up when you're playing in those conditions
0: we should put a shout out there to follow the Karn golf Club on uh, Twitter it keeps coming up on my Twitter field, Tweed
1: Twitter feed to follow them.
0: Carn Golf Links, isn't
1: it? That is it. I'm just pulling up to make sure, for sure, sure. Beautiful Go- course, absolutely Karn- fantastic. Yeah, Karn Golf Links. So, 27 holes there. Um, the original 18 was an Eddie hackus uh, design. And they didn't, uh, they didn't move any land in creating it. Um, there was no real machinery. It was done part time by um, hired labor and farmers. They just hired in staff as they needed them to to help kind of do the little bit of shaping. But yeah, real raw natural. Um, mm-hmm. It's just unlike anything else I've really played and. Yeah, it's one of my favorite places to go in the whole world, and one of my, it is my favorite course in the world. I, I don't mind. It might not be the best by whatever metrics people measure courses, but yeah, it's my absolute favorite. And mm. It was a group of nine of us went down to play the Pro-Am, so it would be three teams, and six of the guys had never played there before, and on Saturday night, everybody was asking about how they kind of reserved their spot for next year, so I think that speaks yeah. volumes for the place. Yeah.
2: Went down well then. I mean, the, the pictures on your Twitter Barry looks um, look spectacular. I, I, you, yeah. I you guess you don't expect to run into a, an ex tropical storm as you're uh, heading across <laughs> the country on the on the days leading up to it. But deal uh, we, with what you got to deal with, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, everybody's playing in the same conditions and wind, wind, and things like that are fairly standard when you're on the when you're facing the Atlantic. So, mm. but that would that was particularly. Uh, uh, harsh and d- difficult to play and probably the hardest um, year I've ever played. And, but, uh, yeah, look, it's it's still fun. And, you know, when you try to think up some shots and maybe move the ball like 60, 70 yards in the air um, to try get it to your target, it's, uh, um, yeah, it's a good crack.
2: Sounds good. I, I reckon you and I could have got close to 300 yards off the tee with a bit of wind assist, Steve.
0: Yeah. I'd have got my trusty five wood out it's, it's the only it up one there it. kind of straight hmm been good let's talk about last week it was a historic week for golf clearly Charles Schwarzel won the first live golf tour but we won't really uh, concentrate on that too much I was thinking more historical from a DP World Tour perspective Paul and the Scandinavian mix what a performance there
2: oh Ling Grant in- incredible wasn't she you know, she absolutely lapped the field in the end. Um, it, even more impressive was that the next female competitor was down in 13th spot, so um, you know, she, she absolutely annihilated the rest of the field. And um, you know, the men, women, all comers um, just couldn't even get remotely close to her. Bogey free weekend, it was nine shots clear in the end, so um, yeah. A tough one to try and pick out because she was relatively short in the betting. I think, just thinking back to when we discussed it last week, I think she was second or third favourite. And you know, I, I guess the narrative always has been that generally the men still tend to come out as um, you know, more more dominant on the leaderboard in these types of events, and, and that was still the case. Yet you've got this absolute runaway leader who's uh, played golf from the gods, and uh, yeah. Fair play to her. And as you say, breaks new ground for the DP World Tour, which can't be a bad thing either.
0: I'm looking on the World official World Golf Rankings website right now, and um, clearly they've got Henrik Stenson and Mark Warren, T1. They both won 19.2 World Ranking Points. Mm. Is that would that have been the full amount they would have won if they'd have actually won the tournament, or is that basically that is the second place ranking points that they've been given?
2: No, I think they I think they've been allocated the full points based on their gender, and I, I, I guess from a from the female um, for the women's um, yeah. rankings as well, it would be same the other side as well. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's okay. a bit messy, and it it does create some challenges in terms of if you're looking back in the future and uh, you just glance at Henrik Stenson's uh, record or Mark Warren's record, and it tells you that he won a tournament, <laughs> which clearly isn't the case. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I guess they've just had to try and make allowances for it to uh, you, you, it's let, a couple let, of points th- th- off. I've
0: got to go through this just for the. I don't know. I've just got to go through it. This is Mark Warren's form this year in 2022. Miscut, 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 miscut. 64. Miscut, 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 miscut. Tied first. Mm. Now, if there was ever a statement that, can, that actually brought together Mark Warren's career, that is it. Because he has done that for the whole of his career. From absolutely nothing you get a contending, if not winning, performance from Mark Warren.
1: Yeah. I've never yeah. known
0: such a spotty, spotty guy to bet on. You yeah, should start a betting few- on Mark Warren rather than Matt Every, Paul.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, he's another one. It, it, it's in a, of a similar kind of ilk who um, equally pops up first round leader as well um, and then just completely disintegrates after that.
0: Uh, Auto bet every week stuck
2: around for four days.
0: Auto bet every week. Mark Warren, you know, you waste, you're throwing your money down a pit, down a pit, down a pit, down a pit, and eventually you get to about a thousand to one, and the guy just pops up at the top, Mm. and gets you an each way place minimum, at some crazy price. It's Jim, it's Jim Herman, isn't it? It's Ted Potter Junior. It's Mark Warren. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. There's a few like that in world golf, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. So that was the Volvo car Scandinavian mixed. Uh, also a point of notice there, I thought, was Henrik Stenson, who actually, when you've been looking at the stats for Henrik, he does seem to be on the right road, doesn't he? All of a sudden, his trademark finding fairways, finding greens, strokes gained approach is actually coming back. Mm. So I think Stenson could be one to watch moving forward.
2: Yeah, equally, he gained nearly seven strokes putting last week as well, which isn't a Henrik Stenson trait, is it?
0: So so yeah,
2: yeah, perhaps there's a bit of life in the old dog yet.
0: We had a spectacular Canadian Open finish. Um, It was a let's frank, let's be frank. I think it was clearly a loaded field at the top end, and then it fell off a cliff very, very quickly. So to to see Thomas. To see T. Two F. Now, Sam Burns, Shane Lowry, all of these guys, Matthew Fitzpatrick, all in the mix throughout the four days, uh, and then it came down to that pretty much mano a mano Thomas versus McElroy after they water hosed the greens on for Sunday. They they met. They've, they've clearly got a deal uh, buried the P. J. Two with the Canadian. Uh, fire brigade as well because those those greens on Sunday were super soft, and it was it was birdie city over at St George's, which was to be fair, it was, it, that's what the tournament probably needed. But eventually, Rory got the victory, the first time he has ever defended a professional title. Mm. Ten to one. Which, looking back, it's not that bad a price. Really nice man. No. I-
2: You'd have had to, you know, it'd have been pretty much your only bet, or what you know, your only bet at the top of the market. Had you gone down that route, but there was, there was logic there. I get the feeling that they wanted that kind of excitement and um, something different on Sunday, and they probably were probably pleased that there were, you know, Justin Rose was looked dead set to get 59 or better at one point and managed to contrive to to shoot a 60 in the end mm. um, and then you've got the other guys you've got Thomas and Rory who were both flirting with um you know on 59 watch at various points on their final 18 as well and uh, yeah as as an as a spectacle as a, as an exciting finish to a tournament that was that was right up there
1: Rory's having some season isn't he Hmm. The last man, Barry,
0: to win the week before winning a major, twenty fourteen. That is the question.
1: There you go. I mean, his last five his last five outings: second, fifth, eighth, t eighteen, and first. Hmm. And he's a win back in October to CJ Cup. Was yeah, I remember it Adam, well. Yeah, like Adam if you can add a major, like bang, great, un- unbelievable season. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, he's, he's tried all sorts of different preparation routes for major championships lately, hasn't he? And I, I guess with the the US PGA, he got that slow start um, issue off of his uh, off of his mm-hmm. back. Now he's coming in with that slow start issue gone. You know, there's not going to be this, oh, we're going to, you know, it's going to be a typical Rory 74 first round and play himself out of the tournament scenario. Um, Now he's coming in at the top of his form with a win immediately the week before, you know, bouncing around, super confident. Is that the way to do it? We'll see. That's how it holds up on Sunday.
0: Wasn't it? There was the year, wasn't there? He did, uh, didn't he win? Open, WGC, PGA.
2: Yeah. yeah, um, I think that was 14, wasn't um, it?
0: Valhalla. Yeah. He had kind of a head-to-head mano-a-mano at PGA in the dusk
1: with Phil Mickelson and uh, Ricky Fowler. Those were the days,
0: Mm -hmm. looking back.
1: And Bernd Feisberger was there. That was such a a great major. I was on Ricky, you'd be surprised to hear. He finished second. <laughs> brilliant, yeah, brilliant! Yeah, I know, brilliant one to watch that way. That's great. It's a great rewatch as well, and they show the one-hour package. Mm.
0: Have you seen the tea times? I haven't actually looked. I've been a bit remiss. I've been I've been concentrating on the U.S. Open for for days, and I fancied yes last night to have nothing to do with the U.S. Open, so I actually haven't looked at the um, tea times because they could be quite interesting for Thursday. There could be a little
1: bit of a split, unfortunately, okay. which seems to be I a have, major championship trend at the moment. I Have them open here, Steve. Throw me. We can throw some names at the. Yeah, you know, we can use them as, as part of the discussion. Okay, we'll go on to that then. Right, brilliant.
0: Right, so that's. Oh, oh yes, just to mention, I did snag a forty-five to one each way return, although it had a reduced thirty-three percent reduction for ties on Keith Mitchell at forty-five to one. Which actually on the basis that I had Lowry and Mitchell and they were constantly in the top 10 throughout and then started to seriously cock up on Saturday just to start throwing that all away. I was, I, was, I was happy to actually get something out of the tournament in the end. I thought it was going to be one of those where how the hell did I get a full week loss? Mm. But uh, we, we managed to snag something. Which is what you've got to do on weeks when you don't win. Right, let's talk US Open. Um, it's it's a unique US Open with the times we're in um, what I must say I've personally in all the years that um, we've covered the major championships I firstly have never seen so many additional each way spots up for grabs um, Betfair Sportsbook are 12 places each way this week at 50 odds um, the odds are As you would expect, not the best, but if you do want to maximise your odds, uh, chances of a return, 12 places each way, 50 odds with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, There is a bet £10, get £30 free bets offer via Golf Betting System if you are not a Betfair Sportsbook customer and you are 18+. plus. Boyle Sports, as ever, are 11 places each way at a major, so 11 places each way at 50 odds for Boyle Sports this week. Again, if you haven't got a Boyle Sports account, you are in England, Scotland and Wales. There is a bet £10, get £20 new customer offer available via Golf Betting System. But we're also going to highlight for mat- for the best chance of maximising your odds on a whole host of players this week, 10 bet. Yet again, they are offering standout prices on popular players with market-leading odds, which you take at five places each way a court at the odds terms if you want to each way punt. Now, as we record the podcast, they are offering market-best. When I say market-best, basically their price cannot be beaten. On 35-1, to Tony T2 Fina. I'm fascinated to know if the Fina whisperer is on Tony T2 this week. We will find out shortly. 35-1 35 to 1 on Shane Lowry. 40 to 1 on Joaquin Neiman. 50 to 1 on Cam Young. 60 to 1 on Corey Connors. Now, the other thing with 10-bet, you've got to say they, they don't hide. These players are going to be popular this week, undoubtedly. For another great example, take 110 to 1 on 2012 US Open champion Webb Simpson. Oh, he's not, he wasn't 2012, was he? He's 2011, see? These are the little details I sometimes get wrong. 2011 US Open champion, Webb Simpson. He's 110 to 1 with 10bet right now. He's as short as 50 to 1 elsewhere. And that's what you get with 10bet. You can get some exceptional pricing. New 10bet customers get a 50% welcome bonus, up to £50 when signing up through Golf Betting System. That is up to €50 euro in if you are in the Republic of Ireland. You can find details about their new customer promotion, plus a link through to that very offer with T's and C's in this podcast description. So, yeah, Betfair Sportsbook, Boyle Sports, and 10 Bet. Three excellent bookmakers this week for the US Open. Let's talk Brookline, shall we, chaps? It looks a beautiful test. Yep. looks very... Everything I'm reading, pure... In front of you, not tripped up, bloody hard. They're basically a a summary of where we're at with Brookline. Um, We haven't seen it in competition since the 1999 Ryder Cup. It's had various restorations since then. They've all been inspired by by our new major doctor, it would appear, Gil Hans. It's a par 70. We eventually locked down the yardage to 7,264 yards. It's got three water hazards. Uh, there, there's, that, there's that footage, isn't there, from Ted Scott of one of the water hazards where it's a very thin fairway and anything off centre right of the fairway can't all the way into the water. That's an interesting hole. Mm. Um, fairways of bent grass with poanna. The rough is perennial ryegrass, Kentucky bluegrass, poanna and fescue. There's a a mixture for you. Um, It's three inches right up to knee high. (laughs) Knee high fescue. But this is the beauty of this place. This is the real beauty. The greens are 4,388 square feet on average. By my reckoning, there are only two PGO Tourist stop-offs with smaller greens, one being Harpertown, the other being Pebble Beach. So I don't think a look at Pebble Beach's US Open would be a bad spot to have a look at. No. Um, there was there was some stuff going on on Twitter last night. People were posting up the, the uh, Greenkeeper's fact sheet and saying that these greens are Poana because that's what it states, which is true. But as you know, I actually emailed the course superintendent, Dave Johnson, and he kindly came back to me and he, I asked him the question because this tends to be the, the fact in the Northeast um, United States. And he said, yeah, 75% poanna, 25% bent grass. That's the mix for the greens. So don't think pure West Coast poanna because, as we know, that, that poanna over on the West Coast tends to be a bit spongy can get very, very, very um, bumpy. The The power here is mixed with bent grass, which keeps it a little bit smoother, but they will be running firm and fast. There's absolutely no doubt about that. The other thing I love about the course, um, Paul, if you want more detail, more trends, more US Open research, please listen to our previous podcast, uh, 215, because Paul and I, go into an hour's worth of detail on the U.S. Open trends, what we're looking for, and the golf course in that. So please give it a listen. Um, it is proving very popular. And it really is, you know, get yourself your, your phone out, make some notes, get a pen and paper. You can make some decent notes from it, and it just helps to shape what you might be looking for from a player this week. Um, thoughts on the course, gentlemen, and then we'll move on to the players. Oh, and the weather. Yeah,
2: I... And you summarised it well. It's, um, it's going to be a, a tricky challenge. I think it's going to be low single digits under par. Um, unless it gets super windy, I don't think we're going to be at this kind of level par or one over, two over scenario. I'm, I'm expecting maybe three, four, five, six, something like that to, to be the kind of number that you need to be aspiring to. Uh, but very much looking forward to it. As you say, we've not really seen much of it at all, have we? The course um, and... Uh, you know, save for the uh, the the uh, amateur championship was played back in, what, 2013, I think it was, wasn't it? With, uh, with Matt Fitzpatrick won there. Yeah. That's the last bit of kind of tangible form that we've got. So,
1: yep, looking forward to it. It Barry, looks great. Have you, have you got think- a thought on a
0: course?
1: Uh, I had a look at... Um, to fly over videos and it looks brilliant. It seems, it feels like it's going to set up for a, just a really exciting mix of birdies being available on some of the shorter holes and then par being an absolutely phenomenal score on other holes, which I think is a, it's a pretty cool blend to have, you know, tests you from A to Z on the different kind of um, ways you have to score in golf go make a birdie when we we're offering you one but you know you better hang on to par when it's a really tough hole yeah so it's uh yeah. yeah it looks like it's really gonna give um the full the full suite of tests for the the players this week to to get get around um did you notice some any any just you know, looking at the holes it seems like a little bit of a draw bias yeah a draw might be a favorable shot shape. Or something at least very neutral. You've-
0: I was listening to Pat Mayo's research pod or show the other week. No the other day. It seems like weeks, the amount of time I spent on the USA. In fact, on the majors this year. But anyway. um, this is my last major, by the way. I hand over to Paul for the last one. So this, Crazily enough, this is the, my last major of 2022. I can't quite get my head around that. Um, Pat had some insight from some local caddies and they were saying that the place to miss around Brookline is always to the right of the fairway rather than the left. I don't know if there's anything in that. Interesting. I don't know if that correlates with what you're saying about the draw rather than the fade. Well, it's, I'm,
1: it's just not really, like, it's just a shot shape on the holes, but um, maybe, like, the, the, worst of the worst of the rough is at, like, the elbow of these dog legs. So if you go through and long, maybe. Mm. It seems there's there's plenty of holes
0: that you can see are going to be very very tempted to the big drivers, and if they can keep it on the fairway, I mm. mean, there's one hole on the front nine where it's all the hole is surrounded by kind of those natural mounds, and it's following these mounds. It's very linksy looking, and there's one point in the fairway where I think it thins down to eight yards wide, and then the other side it widens out. And if you can get yep. through that gap, you've, you've basically got a 70-yard chip into the groom, where if you're laying up short of that, you've got 150 in. It, there's a couple of holes like that. It's I su- in the
2: eye of a needle.
0: Yeah, and I suppose these pros, all they're doing is they're, they're, they're going, these guys that can hit it a long way are just scouring these holes in the practice rounds. If I do miss it and it goes in the rough here, does that still leave me a shot? Hmm. And that's what they're working out right here, right now. Yeah, it's great course. There does look for a US Open course, there looks like an unusual amount of risk and reward on some of these. I guess the
2: proof will, yeah, the proof will be how difficult it is to to reach the green or to, you know, are you chipping out if you're going into Mm. the deep rough? And we've seen Mm -hmm. the, um, we've seen the early videos Um, was it it Guido who put that uh, Guido yeah
0: last Saturday first
2: video up of balls disappearing into the rough and uh, that's always the case you know did he pick the most um, densely <laughs> grassed part to to show showcase how deep the rough was is that atypical of the rest of the course because um, if it is then a lot of these you know Mr. Fairway you're going to be chopping out sideways but um, if that's not generally the case then um, it does allow the longer hitters to open the open the shoulders up a little bit and take on some of these dog legs, as, as you said, and uh, cut these holes down to a manageable size.
0: I saw a tweet from a guy yesterday that was on the course following a lot of the practice rounds, and he said, from his perspective, the rough was still more than manageable for the players mm. to be in it. Now, of course, that's generalising across a 7,300-yard golf course, and like you said, Paul, there's going to be some rough that's up to your knees and some rough that isn't. But I think he's yeah. basically saying if you keep it within some kind of confined to the fairway, it's manageable right now as of Monday. Yeah. But whether they've got those greens humming and singing that they'd like them to, we'll find out. The other thing is uh, I heard JT say that the greens are as small as he can remember when he played the amateur. But what he'd forgotten is just how undulating they are. So not only are they small, there's plenty of contours in them.
2: Yeah, and a lot of them slope from one side to another, don't they? Front to back. A lot of Donald Ross yeah.
0: kind of style to it, front to back greens.
2: Yeah, and this is the point. If you leave yourself under the hole with an uphill up, uphill putt, then it's manageable. If you leave yourself the other side, and the you know, yeah. 30, 40, 50-footer that's bending, that's downhill, then keeping it within 6, 8, 10 feet sometimes is going to be a challenge. And yeah. that's where it brings three putt avoidance into the equation and 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 to your point to your tweet yesterday Barry that's another factor to consider for this week those players that can knock it dead from you know from pretty much anywhere on the
1: green or or hold out really (laughs) well from inside of six foot for the week you know you know you, you just know that somebody in the top five Coming down to the stretch, they're going to show a stat that he's like fifty nine for fifty nine from inside of six for seven foot for the week. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't mean he's going to win, but there'll always be one person that does that. So, um, but yeah. and that'll be one of the reasons why he's up there, and then there will be another reason why another guy is up there because he's hit more greens and rag and he hasn't made I, a I bogey think... for thirty seven holes. Well, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, it seems unlikely. It, if it does it feels like there might be more than one way to skin a cat and getting yourself up there this week
0: mm. Mm.
1: yeah yeah I, I don't that. know what that is but it just it, you know if it, it, it feels like there might be a few different ways to get yourself up the leaderboards
2: yeah well, it's not it's not stupidly long the course so it, no. it's gonna Enable players of various different styles and types to to contend, and the shorter hitters who can find a lot of fairways, find the right part of greens, are going to give themselves a chance. Um, but yeah, the, the the longer hitters are going to find ways to take on some of these holes, you know, fly some of these dog legs and leave themselves some short short irons in that give hmm. themselves scoring opportunities. It's going to be fascinating. It's it's going to be a very uh, a very open, and you can see that from the betting market. It's going to be a very open U.S.
1: Open. yeah i mean on the face of it this is if it plays out like we're thinking it might with with you know different ways to approach and attack the course it's kind of the perfect setup it's what we always you always want like something that's quite fair and allows different skill sets and different lengths of players to to compete on the same course rather than over you know overly favoring one style or the bombers yeah which is, yeah, it's great. It makes makes it really difficult to pick, uh, pick your bets. Uh, I've been struggling quite uh, deeply with where to kind of land. I think the USGA have also got a leg up from the weather because I'm seeing
0: nothing more than a 50% chance of rain on Friday. Apart from that, Thursday through Saturday, Sunday, very, very low chance of rain. So, in essence, I think there might have been a little bit of rain yesterday, but the USGA can pretty much do what they want. The one thing that does slightly go against that is... I don't think this is going to be as windy as we saw at the PGA. I don't think it's going to be as windy as that, but it's going to be gusting 20 miles an hour. Definitely on Friday, definitely on Saturday. And uh, it also looks similar for the more uh, Sunday as well. And I've read anything over 12 to 15 around here is just whole, it's just adding a whole level of pain. So whether that means that they also need to just bear that in mind with the green speeds, just to make sure that we don't have any trouble that you had last week at Carn Golf Links, Barry, with os- os- your oscillating balls.
1: Do you know what? They thing. set up the course... They set up the course phenomenal. They didn't cut them for the Saturday when the wind was at its heaviest, so there were, we didn't encounter any kind of moving of the balls. Even, no oscillations. You know. No, in spite of the, um, you know, just my head was spinning. That was about it. Awesome. <laughs> they, 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 then they gave them a little little cut for Sunday, and yeah, it was it all all worked out great. Uh, when you're thinking that the wind was gusting fifty miles an hour and you don't have to stop play, yeah. uh, that's um, that's you know you've you've hit the nail on the head. So there's there's wind in play.
0: Um, the only thing I will say, and this goes back to the t- potentially t- close to the top of the show, Thursday looks like it could be calmer for the morning starters. Uh, this on Windfinder, wind forecast change, blah 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 blah. Windfinder doesn't tend to be that far wrong. though. I'll, I'll give it. That's why I use it. It's it's pretty spot on. Um, we haven't got a micro forecast for Friday, but Friday looks as a whole windier. Um, so if you have kind of got the windier end of the draw on Thursday in the afternoon, and then you're coming out Friday morning and the wind's gone up a level from the previous day, uh, and it could potentially, by the looks of it, start to dissipate towards the end of Friday... That might suggest that a um, an AM-PM split may, might get some form of advantage this week. And as I said, I have no idea who's in what. Can either of you read out some names that are kind of morning starters and PM starters?
1: Morning, Morikawa, Ram, Spieth, Scott, Homer... Marshall Cantley, Berger, Rory, Matsuyama, Shuffley. Let me see. Joaquin is there. This isn't going well. (laughs) This isn't Uh, going well.
2: There's plenty of time for that uh, forecast to change, too. Yeah.
0: Well, you haven't mentioned any of my tips yet, which is really, really um, motivating. Keep going.
1: Um, yeah, I think we're running out of mo- oh. morning names for you there, Steve. <laughs> who do you want? T- talk to me.
0: <sighs>
1: he takes a deep sigh. So. Uh,
0: there is, there is a, um, yes. Well, do you want me to tell you who my five tips are? <laughs> well, They're cool. none of the names <laughs> you've read out, which is um, slightly <laughs> concerning. Maybe let's start not do to start, them Steve, all like, in one go. I'm, I'm-
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little ray of sunshine, Steve. Will Zalatoris is tearing off at 8.02 a.m. Oh, good.
0: I've got Will. So out of five, at least I've got one Honest, Will. which could potentially be on the right side of any draw bonds. Mm. But as we said, yes, forecasts do change. Hmm. I'll tell you what I like, and a lot of this is in my preview. Ultimately, my... Um, Recent U.S. Opens, going all the way back to 2017, and Brooks Koepka have been won by a elite player. I think um, there's something here about uh, no. If we could go back all the way to GMAC in 2010, he is the longest in terms of official World Golf Ranking. He was 37th when he won. So every winner of a US Open has been sub-37th in the World Rankings going back to 2010. So yeah, okay. A good player wins the US Open. Tick. That doesn't often or all the time translate to price though because if you go back over the same time period, I am calculated that the winning odds of the US Open winner is 38 to one. That juicy mid-range spot that we like. And yes, John Rahm won at 10 to one last year. I think he was the favorite. We've had Jordan Spieth win at nine to one. You do get those um, outliers where the faves win. But you also get your DeChambeau's at 25. Um, Of course, Gary Woodland. And we have the Woodland Whisperer with us on the show. Um, 80 to one back in 2019. Kepka at 25s, 45s, Dustin Johnson 16 to 1. Keimer 40 to 1, Rose 28 to 1. So it does give you a level of hope that we can pick up one of these winners that's in that nice juicy 20s up to 40 to 50 to 1 kind of mark. Although I know that we've gone through the, the players and some of the prices this week and a lot of them are... They look very overcooked on their price. They don't, they don't fill you with much enthusiasm, some of the prices, it must be said. But ultimately, if I'm looking at game shape, and again, I, I will put a link in the, in the podcast description through to my US Open research preview. Someone who hits the ball a bloody long way tends to ultimately win this. Deshambo. Clearly, Rahm was both long and straight last year. Uh, Gary Woodland was in the top 20 for driving distance and driving distance all drives the year he won. DJ doesn't need any explanation. And Brooks Kepka twice. So I like that trend. I like the trend of people that can get the ball out there ultimately. Because I do think that this tends to be a... And, and and yes, the U.S. Open changes courses and moves around, but there is definitely a U.S. Open type setup, and for me, it tends to benefit not exclusively, but ultimately, it tends to exclusives uh, to to actually benefit a bomber, a skilled bomber. And let's be frank, most of the guys at the top of the official world rankings are said skilled bombers. Um. I also like this current trend that we're seeing of players that have had a successful major campaign, their previous major outing. Paul also gave me some very useful statistics around low, uh, recent performances of guys in terms of, I like a guy that's at the peak of his driving powers as they enter the US open. Someone that's driving the ball very, very nicely off the strokes going off the tee. You can look at all-round performance of their la- their latest tournament. You can also look at potentially total driving as a number as well. Those are the kind of angles that I've looked at for my um, selections this week. Ultimately, my five selections. Uh, one, one, their last, <laughs> their last outing in a major. Uh, we have one that was in the top 30 at the last their last major outing. I've got one that finished second in their last major, one that finished eighth in their last major, and one that finished fifth in their last major. So that's, that's how close to that trend I've kept my selections this week. Because that trend of top 21 in majors previous goes back all the way to Bryson DeChambeau, 2020 US Open.
2: Yeah it's it's really quite really quite stark and we touched on it quite a lot in the research preview but uh, it seems that those players who have that um, very recent feeling of contending or or being being kind of in the mix or fringy mix it's yeah. uh, a recent major
0: but you went just... back further than that didn't you you've gone back to a lot of you've gone back to previous US opens and there's a huge huge link that goes way back isn't there that yeah, that that's something you you focused on we last um, last pod.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's something like the last seventeen majors, and if you're top forty or better on the previous major, then that's a huge tick in the box mm. um, for for the forthcoming major. And yeah, it, logically, it all makes sense, doesn't it? It's that that feeling of you know being able to contend and compete at a major, and then you, you take the step forward, the next step, the following following time, the chance gets presented to you.
0: Yeah, I get oh, very that. Very logical. I get that. Okay. I suppose it's time to talk about our selections. At the top of the shot for me, we, uh, we've we got Rory as the 11-1 favourite, to 12-1 JT, 14-1 to 1 Sheffler, world number one, 16-1 John Rahm. And this has changed, hasn't it? It's changed since the Masters, where if I go back to the Masters, wouldn't it 12 players sub-22-1? Hmm. We then got a bit of a jump to 22 to 1, Cam Smith. 25's Xander, the US Open <laughs> Whisperer. I say 25s, he's 25's to one in a place. Bet Victor, five places in a quarter. He's genuinely 22. Yeah. Uh, Spieth, standard Xander Price. Yeah, standard Xander Price. 28 to 1 Speith Cantley. 30 to 1 Burns Fitzpatrick. I'd also throw Willie Z in there at 30s and Morikawa as well. And then we're out to 35s, the likes of Tony T2 female, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry, if you want extended places, he's as, he's as short as 22s and 25s, quite rightly. So, yeah, I, I've i gone. I mean, it's, it's obvious from what I've just said. My top of them shop. You know, we were talking about Rory and his fantastic form at the moment, which is 100% true. If you were to oppose Rory at the top, there's only one for me, and it's JT. His form currently reads two five eight. uh sorry, 5-1-miscut-3. Don't mind that. I think he's got Jim Bones, McCall in the bag. I think that has brought him into a better mental space. Um, he mentioned in an interview yesterday at the US Open that he's he's more, he's more trying to be in a space where he doesn't throw away major championships and he's more patient. Because yeah. in the past, he's got into a bit of a stupor and he's got to a point of a tournament where it's kind of now and never and he's let himself mentally step away from the golf course as he classified it and thrown it away. Bones keeps him far more grounded. If you, And Paul said this, Paul's been saying this to me for a number of days. He thinks that this golf course is really gonna benefit players that have got an experienced guy on the bag because there's so many blind tee shots. There's so much strategy required off the tee. There's so many uphill approaches to greens, the green surfaces you can't see. There's a lot of intricacy to this course. I think having a top caddy on the bag and someone that can keep your mental state right, for me, is a big advantage. The thing that grabbed me about JT last week. Seventh for total driving. First for strokes gained off the tee. Don't forget, that's JT's weakness. And yes, I know on the 71st hole, he spread it and blah, blah, blah. But he was also fourth for greens in regulation, third for ball striking, and first in the all-round category last week at St. George's. And we have seen since 2006 four players... Go back to back with majors: Tiger, Padraig Harrington, Rory McElroy himself, and Jordan Speed. So it is more than possible. And do you know what? If we go back, and I'm on, we're recording this on Tuesday, and I say, do you know what? I, I, I had Justin Thomas. He won at twelve to one. I was. I'd be more than happy with that. I don't think it's an unfair price. So yeah, JT for me. Also mentioned yeah. in his interview today how he thrives now. On tougher challenges and grinding golf, all the all the all the things I wanted to hear. All the things I wanted to hear. Mm.
2: Hey, there's, you know, before he won the the PGA Championship, he's one of those players who you're thinking, well, he hasn't really won as many majors as no. perhaps he should have for the for the quality of player that he is, the quality of golf that he plays, and you know, should he win this week, should he, you know, combined with the fact that he won at Southern Hills. That's what three majors then, and yeah, he's, he's back in into the kind of scope where, or kind of the place that you'd expect a player of his quality to be be and to to building it from there. Um, Scheffler miscut the USPGA, That's a little yeah. bit off putting. Yeah. Uh, John Ryan was down down the field as well, and I'm not sure John's got all of his best golf at the moment. So yeah, if at the top it is most likely between Rory and and JT and different approach to Rory coming in off the back of a win. I don't think the fact that he won last week will hinder him in any way, shape or form. In, in a lot of ways, coming in on top form is it has got to be the way that he approaches it. But he, he's trying to find that final piece of the jigsaw and it, it's perhaps it, perhaps it would all come together this week.
0: Listen to this, Paul. Driving distance, driving distance all. I, went, I looked at uh, approach... Proximity from 100 to 125, so wedge, 150 to 175, mid iron, 200 plus. Scrambling from over 30 yards. I think you're going to have plenty of that this week. Sand saves around the green game. Justin Thomas is lowest rank across any of those this season, is 20th for around the green game. Mm. I can't say the same for Rory McElroy when I look at his numbers. They're not, I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. But there, there's a couple of categories where he's not in the top 60, 70 that you would want to see. That's the only, and that's that. That's how you have to split players, isn't it? Really, you have to find a way of differential. But if there's one guy that's going to take momentum from a winning performance and then win a major off the back of it, it is Rory McIlroy. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Mm. the other thing I like at the moment those two Rory and Justin are by far the most outspoken PGA Tour players about this Lib situation and I think that's inspiring them you could see that on Sunday couldn't you you could see that at St George's inspiring them so you know Rory took the plaudits last week I would have thought JT would be sitting there thinking I want the plaudits this week
2: what did JT say to him at the end let's do it all again next week (laughs) something like that
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I'm on JT at the top. Uh, My next selection is twenty-eight to one. So I'll. uh, I don't know who you guys fancy. So do you want me to carry on, or is there a price or player that you want to go through?
2: My my two shorter prices um, are two the same as you. So there's no. You can carry on. Um, Yeah. Other than that, I'm down into the three-figure brackets. So done about you, Barry.
1: Oh, Paul. That's interesting. (coughs) I'm. I'm weighing up do I bet Rory or not I don't it's it's, you can't I don't know how to figure it out it's Rory or J I think there's a there's a very distinct possibility we could see a Rory JT showdown this Sunday again Mm. and that makes it difficult to pick between the two of them I think they're just that little bit above the the rest of the pack at the moment um well then kind of because Spieth wasn't around last week, he's kind of just dropped off the radar a little bit, and he's, I think there's some value in his price out there.
0: I was on Spieth at both the Masters and the US, uh, the PGA, and um, yeah, he just he didn't fire. That doesn't mean he doesn't fire this week at a US Open. But mm. do you know what? I I sat here and I, I've been going down the same route at majors for far too long, and ultimately being disappointed. I do you know what? I thought no. I'm actually going to go down the route of some form young talent this year. Right, and players that I used to look at and go, oh, he hasn't done this or he hasn't got that. I've said, no, I'm just going to go for talent, mate. Players that are playing some of the best golf of their careers, if not the best golf, who are suited to the course and just go with them. I don't, I, I'm i not sure that Jordan's at the peak of his powers right now.
1: I think if he just gets, one, if he gets a hot week with the putter, then it's game on. Hmm. But I don't think. Uh, then again, like with, the way, with what we've said about the course, I don't think you need an outrageous week with the putter to be up there. I, you know, if the scores are just a few digits under par, then par is a very good score, and you can just do an awful lot of two putting. Um, it's. I'm really struggling with the with it this year. The, okay, the the one the first bet I have on so far, I um I've backed Tony Fina. T two, T two, I knew you'd be on. You are the T two whisperer. T two will be numero uno this week. I hope. Well, look, it was. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, classic. The, the, the I was just you know pushing you know going through all the odds blah 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 and then having a look in the um the, the different uh, into the bookmakers as well to see what kind of offers were there and I just had forty to one. Pushed in my face by uh, Bet365, eight places, 150 odds. Um, and that was very tempting, so uh, I, I grabbed it. The guy seems to be coming back into a bit of form. Um, there's not an awful lot of water on the course. As you've noted, T2 does not, um, he's not no. waterproof. <laughs> there
0: wasn't a lot of water last week at St. George's, and look, bang, ah, right at the top of the mm-hmm. level. He found the put- he's found the putter, hasn't he? You yeah, actually yeah, look man. at T2, even when he was struggling this season, it wasn't his ball striking. In fact, he was he was he was quite high in most of my T 2 green numbers and all you know, all the numbers you want to see. He was just like, as ever, with most of these players, it was the short stick, could not make a putter now, son, got some confidence with a putter, and lo and behold, top of the lead mm.
1: mm.
0: He's a major he's machine, the... isn't
1: he? he? He's got some record. It's yeah. something it really is something else. And he 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 could just turn up when it's uh, he seems to just turn up when the, the, the test gets that little bit um, harder. Mm.
0: Let's see if you do it. No bad bet,
1: man. forty to one was nice when you're starting when you're seeing like you know high twenties. Mm-hmm. Um Was that a boost, Barry? It was a boost, yeah. No, I'm not, I've yeah. talked to you guys is this going to be a thing where you guys follow me in and then he's dead because we've all backed him no 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 I'm not on. I'm putting an I, embargo on you guys backing fee now now this yeah. week
2: I, I'd i prefer him not to have done what he did last week because we touched on him on the preview pod and mm. he ticked an awful lot of boxes and at the time he was around about 50 to one best prize. Um of course the uh, place hasn't been extended by that point so uh, we're sitting biding a time and of course, he goes and does what he did last week, and shaves a, a good third, if not close to a half, of his price over Barrett. the course of a couple of days. Have
0: you? Li- I I I think I know the answer before I ask the question. Have you actually listened to our podcast that we did for the Research US Open? Why did Why did you ask all the difficult questions, Steve? Because I know <laughs> I know the answer. So you, you might as well listen to it, because at least it helps the download number. Paul <laughs> came out with Paul Paul. <coughs> Came out with a magical list of sixteen players, right? That 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 is our best guess. One of those guys is going to win the US Open. Tony Finau was one of those sixteen. Now I'm not going to go through the sixteen. If you want to hear them, listen to the research podcast. But Finau is
1: on that list. Mm, that's very it's very me. I mean, listen. I'm just my intuition. Then is is seems to be lining up with some stats mm. backing it up. So kind Of the standard way I end up picking things, make the pick and then find the rationale after it's been <laughs> post rationalizing, <laughs> yeah, post, yeah, post, post bet, post bet rationale. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm he, he's the first one that kind of felt like a good price versus you know, characteristics of the player going into this week, so. Um I'm I'm not going to have all my bets made by the end of this podcast so let's put it that way which is, is an unusual week. I've got to say that was that was brave from bet365 to boost Fina. I mean I
0: you, you sit there and you go oh, well they, they'll boost Kepka they'll boost him they'll boost him but Finao, at the peak of his powers in Canada coming to a major that he's all majors that he's always performed well in to boost that price. Mm. yeah that's um that's that that's brave <laughs> i
2: think yeah. they, they they seem to put a toe in the water with various players and see how the reaction is mm. and uh, you know keep an eye on twitter and then it suddenly explodes with a player who's popular and um, the the price has been extended by 20 30% and uh, mm. Yeah, quite not it's not as if it's a win-only handed. price, is it? It's an each <laughs> no, way price. no, it was each way.
1: Yeah, and no, I, I, matched their boost by boosting my points late, uh, staked. So let's see if we can really punish them for Interesting. it. Interesting, double boost.
0: I've gone for another player on Paul's magical list of sixteen. That is Sam Burns. Um, he's just four wins in twenty-eight. Ninth in the world, second in the FedEx Cup, second in the President's Cup. I'd look at Sam Burns usually and say, "Well, hadn't done very well in majors. I'm not going to include him." But actually, PGA Championship last month, howling wind, tough golf course, was tenth going into Sunday. Um, I remember him also being very close to the top of the leaderboard in the P- Players Championship. Didn't have a great Sunday. I can also remember him finishing second at WGC. So, you know, he's he's done well. He's doing better and, and done well in WGC level. But the guy just seems to be a, a precocious talent to me. The guy can hit the ball a long way. You just look at his statistics again, that you don't find many holes with Burns. Decent enough around the green. Okay, bunker, maybe not, but... His approach play, I mean, he's, he's ranks number one with wedges from 100 to 125. He's got enough oomph off the tee. I'm on Burns. I just thought the way that he was mixing it with uh, McElroy, with Finau, and, of course, with Thomas last week, just sitting there in the slipstream mm. and playing some very, very nice golf. Yeah. Is that the one yeah. you're on as well?
2: I am. Yeah, I I, I agree on Sam Burns. I think it's the the next logical step for him is to step up to serious contention at a major championship. And um, just to back up your points on his approach, first for Strokes Gain approach last week, mm. uh, fifth Strokes Gain tee to green, and uh, when he won at Colonial, that was sixth for Strokes Gain off the, off the off the tee that off week. Two, so, yeah. all of his um, long game stats looking good. 65 65 weekend last weekend, and it's not. And barely
0: got a mention.
2: <laughs> yeah, fourth place. Yeah. Um, you know, of the players in that kind of 25 to 30 to, you know, 30, 30 three to 1 bracket, um, I think he's the most likely to reward each way backers. And I think he'd give you a run for his money, um, as you say, four wins in what the last, well, just over 12 months. I've, pretty,
0: I've plotted pretty his pretty career, Paul. Cool. Even you go back to twenty eighteen Honda Classic. I mean, that's a PJ mm. National. That's a brute of a golf course. You know, seventh at Memorial Park twenty twenty. He was the f- he was third after fifty four holes last year. We're in now. Torrey Pines. Um, there was the breakout performance at Riviera Country Club where he was yeah. eighteen thirties. These are tough, tough golf courses. And his three wins, three of his four wins, two at Copperhead, which is again that's not the easiest of the courses, and one at Colonial. Yeah, this isn't a guy that's winning at 35 under. He's playing proper big boy golf courses and winning on them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I oh, think I he agree. suits. Yep. And I and you're not getting the, the most outlandish price on him, but um, I'm saying 30 to one with nine places right now um, with William Hill, which um, I think is more than fair.
0: I've also got 30 to one with William Hill, nine places each way, Will's auditorious. He doesn't need much, really, does he? I mean... He doesn't need much explanation. Sixth at the 2020 US Open. Second at the 21 Masters. Sixth at this year's Masters and second at the PGA. Fifth on his last outing. Thirteenth for driving distance all drives this year. Sixth for strokes going off the tee. First for approach. Second for tee to green. He's in top 35 for sand saves. Top 40% for strokes going around the green. I can't... I don't really understand why Will wouldn't be or can't be towards the top of this leaderboard when he was so competitive at the PGO. He no. just he seems to be the kind of golfer because you know he's not the best putter. But Barry said earlier, I don't think putting's going to win this tournament. He he meant that he meant, mentioned that with Jordan Spieth. So someone like a Will Z that seems to have that mental capability to play par golf when needs to and just comes to the fore at tougher courses. Screams Willie Z this test to me.
2: Yeah, he's certainly been turning it on and uh, on, on major championships. That much is clear. He seems to be have a game that is suited to majors. So yeah, I've not backed him myself, but I can see him um, yeah, feature on the leaderboard. It's is quite likely. <clears throat> uh,
0: Forty-five to one. I got on Sung Jm. Now Barry was mentioning Sun JM on the build up to the PGA Championship as one that he had in on his radar. Didn't play the PGA. There was some kind of COVID situation. Did he have it? Did he not? Was he out of the country? Couldn't get back in. There was all this kind of shenanigans going on. Never got to the bottom of it. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is that since he's come back to the PGA Tour, 15th at Colonial, 10th last time out at Muirfield Village. Statistically, absolutely spot on. Only problem with him, I found out, is he's been undercussed on the Pat Mayo show. And that tends to mean <laughs> complete and utter devastation when Anderson's on him. So uh, I'm on him at 45 to 1, Sung jm I think in that kind of part of the betting market, he stood out to me. And you look at his history again. Great Florida record, um, a winner. His first uh, title was at the P- at Honda Classic. He's had a uh, couple of thirds at Bay Hill. Last major performance, pull eighth at Augusta. Yeah, he was. I think was he third going into Sunday? He was like, right up there.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he's, we finished uh, second in uh, that rearranged one back at the end of 2020 as well, didn't
0: he? He's on your magical list of 16. Yep. He is. So is Alatoris.
2: Yeah. Sungjo another one I've backed as well. Um, who, I and mean, he's, he's been very heavily backed, is not he? You can see that. And uh, the, the price in the options are starting to deteriorate. I, I took 12 places at 40 to 1, which. Um, It gives me a a good chance, I guess, of actually getting a getting a return out
0: of him. Our friend, our friend Jeff Feinberg, he said on the on the show that it's his heaviest ever bet on a player at that kind of range on of odds that he's ever had. Right. So whatever that means, Jeff
2: plucks out a few winners. So uh, yeah, Mm. perhaps we should listen.
0: I'm on him, and then my final selection. A US Open, hardcore kind of player. I have put I put in my uh, commentary, this is the kind of guy who plays keep calm and get carry on golf. Tommy Fleetwood. I've got 50-1, to 1, 11 places each way with ball sports, which I really like. Because I could just see Tommy being in the top 20, 25, coming into the weekend, and just, as all the others start to lose their shit, Tommy just stays there, and starts poking his head into the top ten. So I'm on Fleetwood. So that those are my five Fleetwood, Im, Zalatoris, Burns, Thomas. I know you've got some long shots, Paul, and I'm sure Barry's got a couple to add. So I'll keep quiet now.
2: Yeah, I've got three. I've put a, um, a long shots page out yesterday um, with with some thoughts, and the three I've backed in that. Um, firstly, Luke List. Um, I backed him. Um, well, you got two options, I guess. I backed him um, with twelve places each way with Betfair, one hundred twenty-five to one. You could take him at one hundred fifties with fewer places, nine places option at the moment. Um, but yeah, in keeping with the longer price and given there's so many players at the top of the market, I've taken as many places as I, as I can with with these long shots. So Luke list: one hundred twenty-five to one, twelve places, and for a three-figure shot, he does tick an awful lot of boxes. Fifth for driving distance, all drives, which is that stat that we pulled out in the um, in the research preview. 41st at the PGA Championship last month. So I, I guess if you go in top 40, he just misses out. But um, I'm not going to split hairs over one place in total. I'm, I'm going to include him on the back of that. At Southern Hills, fourth for total driving, 13th for driving accuracy, second for strokes going off the tee. All of those stats are pretty ideal for this week and look at his win that he got earlier in the year Torrey Pines mm. um I don't think you can discount that really good poe Anna form there that was his best strokes game putting effort on those greens for mm. nearly three years you go back to his best prior to that best putting performance prior to that again it was on a pretty power heavy surface at Bethpage Black back back in uh, 2019
0: yeah top so six
2: yeah, yeah. As you know, two of his best putting performances, and he's not a good putter. Don't get me wrong. He's. You know, I'm, not, I'm not going to try and profess that Luke List is suddenly turned into Brad Faxon, um, but on Parana he seems to seems to have some uh, some slight upside, which could be positive for a player who's so good from tee to green. And um, first round league the last time out at Memorial. Just uh, let it drift on the Sunday. I think he could find his way into the places list. Yeah. Gary Woodland I've backed as well. Again, 125 to 1 with 12 places. If you want a longer price, um, Unibet goes 7 places, but 150s. Again, I think 125 with 12 is the better option here. Um, I back Woodland back at the PGA Championship, and he was he was right in there, wasn't he? He was 10th after 36 holes. He was 10th after 54 holes. Just couldn't put it together on the Sunday to get me an each way place, but I'll give him another chance. Um, and again he ticks most of the boxes here inside the top 50 for um, driving distance all drives um, won the 2019 US Open at Pebble that was something you mentioned a little bit earlier on Steve again Powhanna, I know it's West Coast Powhanna Greens, um, tiny small greens at Pebble Beach as well mm. so I think there'll be some similarities to that um, this week here uh, Beth Page Black again talking about talking that about Luke List 4th and 8th there for Woodland over the years Not bad form for this, I don't think. It's been a bit up and down this year, but you've got a couple of top five finishes at the Honda. Um, Arnold Palmer Invitational as well, he got a top five finish. A couple of missed cuts since Southern Hills, so um, that's added a little bit of juice to his price, I think, rather than anything else. He's the kind of player that can bounce back from a couple of missed cuts and uh, get himself into the mix, I think. Um, so, yeah, Woodland's in. The other one I've backed is Victor Perez. Um, 200 to 1 with 10 places, I've backed him. Again, you could take him with 7 places for 250s, but I think taking the extra places is the way to go here. Uh, think back to last year. We had uh, Guido Migliozzi. He snuck into a top 4 position in the end, he was 500 to 1. And if you look at Migliozzi, how he'd been playing and what was the European Tour at the time, um, he'd finished runner-up in his two previous starts before coming um, to, to the US Open and finishing top four. And I think if there's a player who fits that kind of mould, um, then Victor Perez is that kind of player. He mm-hmm. won in Holland um, on the DP World Tour on his penultimate start, third in Germany um, a couple of weeks ago, and he could, he could feasibly have won that event as well. Could be coming here off the back of two consecutive wins, really. Uh, averages 308 off the tee i guess if we had this driving distance all drives category on the dp world tour it'd be um, it'd be ticking that box as well 36th for strokes gained off the tee and on um, those last two outings second and sixth for total driving second and ninth for strokes gained off the tee first and second for strokes gained t to grid the guy's absolutely striping it at the moment, Victor Perez. Um, and there's a little bit of um, elite form in there as well fourth at the WGC HSBC Champions back in 2019 so WGC level form and um, more WGC level form last year at the match play he made the semi-finals finished fourth in the end top 10 at CPC Soulgrass i think there's a you know a talented guy He's at the top of his game right now and um, i've got a feeling he's got a play you know a chance of placing here at uh, a decent 200 to 1 price point so, yeah, Victor Perez, Gary Woodland, and Luke List as my three uh,
1: triple-digit plays this week.
2: Any of those tickle your fancy, Barry?
1: I on Gary as well. Um, them more to add. Price is just too tempting.
2: Yeah, yeah. You've got to take him at that price. You've got to take a chance on him, I think, haven't you?
1: Yeah, a lot of good reasons to, to back him. Few to not, but you know, uh, that, that price and that combo of uh places, yeah, give me, I'll take it. Um, I've backed Seamus Power, Patriot, Patriot bet. Um, not much more to add to that. The, the, he seemed to go through a little blip of form there a few weeks back. Um, and uh, you know, a couple of missed cuts. Yeah, I, it seems yeah.
2: To... Oh, that was who took what was the ninth at the USPJ, something like that, wasn't he? Yes,
1: yeah. um really impressive so that, that'll that help the head and um, you know an Irishman playing golf in Boston which is quite a high percentage uh, oh, yeah. Irish vibe in the yeah, region Yeah, um, yeah. The, you know just pick little things like that give it a go um, I'm very tempted on Shane as well I, th- I think I'll probably back Shane too he he should be winning something with the way he's playing. Um, and last week he was he was up and down like a roller coaster. So yeah, maybe he maybe he gets gets uh, rid of the bogeys this week or a few of the, the bad ones that kind of knock you out of play. You know he kind of. Well, that's the thing that frustrated me last week, having backed him. He, he was playing
0: some great stuff, and you think he can't get into the mix, mate. Right, and then he, you know, on that leaderboard, you see the leaderboard, and he kept popping mm. up right at the bottom of that bottom screen leaderboard, many, many points, and all of a sudden, bogey. Bogey. You think, oh, shame. If he can just <laughs> cut some of those stupid bogeys out, he's going to go very, yeah. very
1: close. Yeah, just a little bit of housekeeping Yeah. because everything know. else is really good. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you know. Hopefully, I think I will. I think I don't think I can resist backing him. Um, there's just something bubbling there that has to has to give soon. He either just completely goes off the boil, or he wins. Um, so,
0: what about Homer? See if,
1: You're a bit of a Homer yeah.
0: whisperer, like I am. Ticks a lot of boxes.
1: <laughs> Top 13, I, I think, in the PGA. He's on Paul's magical list of 16. Yeah winner winner there not so long ago. Um yeah he that that could be it then. Back Shane, Back Homer, uh, Alefino and uh, Woodland and Power and that's it. Stop stop betting.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, draw a line under it then. He put it putted absolutely lights out on his last start Homer, 99 putts over the course mm. of 4 days which uh, incredible.
1: It's I mean it's it, logically or kind of, you know, uh, trajectory wise it's the next step in Max's uh, career and he's been like you said we've like we've said he's been adding the building blocks to it as he's gone along mm. Major's the next step yeah. what, what price is Homer? Um, I'm at
0: the wrong end of the uh, li- I'm at the wrong 30, end of the betting chart
1: pretty 30. much 35s 30, 30 40s with a little shorter places 45s mm. and very short places or if you want to take him twelve places, he's twenty fives. Probably yeah. w- would avoid that. I probably I'll take the shorter. Uh, I'll take the shorter places and a higher price.
0: There's some. Yeah,
2: there's, some, there's a blend in there if you want it, isn't there?
1: You've got mm. this new guard
0: there, haven't you? You've Got DJ at forties. Matsuama, everyone's worried about his neck, and then you get him, Homer, Kepka, Young. You have got Berger in there. You've got some really uh, sort of a brigade there. And Billy Ho this right in the middle. Is... Billy Ho at 25-1 Did... to one for a major. Yeah. Jesus. Did you ever think we'd see DJ at
1: 40s? Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of water going under the bridge there, don't there, with, uh, with all of these live guys. i tell you one I was going to ask for your opinion of, both of you guys, before we shut off. There's a guy that keeps jumping into my mind just looking at statistics, and Paul mentioned um, Guido, a, a player that was on the DP World Tour, playing exceptional stuff. Absolutely nowhere on the radar, really, over in the states. I'm thinking Ryan Fox. Now he's three hundred to one with ten bet, but of course you're only getting your five places at courtly odds. But at three hundred to one, you can get two hundred to one on him with ten places. Or 150 with 11s at boils, yep. So you can take your poison. But you just look at what he's been doing, Fox. He, his form is pretty mega, isn't it? It really is. Ninth in Spain at Catalonia. 8th at the uh, Belfry. 2nd in the Sudal Open. 54th PGA Championship. 2nd Dutch Open. He kind of follows that Guido yeah. route.
2: yeah. You know, I I did I did have a look at him. It, it, there's there's some logic there, and again, there's there's some kind of linksy um, similarities aesthetically at least with some of the you know the way the way the southern um, the way the Brookline sets up, and uh, that's where he tends to do a lot of his best work. Is that kind of um, anything that either is or aesthetically has similarities to to that kind of linksy setup? Um, I just I have this feeling with Fox that when push comes to shove, he just gets a bit, it just tightens up a bit. And I know he's won recently and um, should have won more than that. He should, you know, there were chances again for him to win far more um, than he has done recently. And the biggest stage does that tightening up happen further back in the tournament? Is it, you know, does it prevent him getting into the mix? I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know at the price. You could take a chance on him for a few quid. Yeah. Um, as a, as a wild outsider.
0: PGA, finished 54th, he shot 70-70-70, Sunday 77. <laughs> that kind of backs up what you said, not it? Yeah. He must have been, what, top three straight 70s? Must have been there or thereabouts, top 10, top 15
2: going into yeah, Sunday? Yeah, would have been fringy. it would have been fringy for a place with the extended, uh, mm. extended terms. If can go together on a Sunday, mm. and yeah, he he can get over the line. He's proven he can do it. It's uh, but yeah, I, there was just enough there to put me off uh, taking a punt on him, but I I, I couldn't give you a I, I wouldn't put anyone off who if they really wanted to take a chance for a couple of quid.
0: I think that's us chaps, isn't it? Indeed. I hope your US Open bets go well. Yeah, best of luck, chaps. I don't know That's whether you. to just go on there and start backing Homer, Finau, Lowry and just to cheese off um, cheese off Barry. What do you think? I thought we were friends. <laughs> exactly. Hope your bets go well, chaps. I hope listeners' bets go well on DK Teams. Um, we will be back next week for the Travelers Championship and the BMW International Open on the DP World Tour. Have a great week. See you soon.